0: Thanks, Lucas. When I'm not becoming the biggest Josh Pate fan in our own fan base, I'm Lucas Whitney, uh, joined as always by Carter and spartan Dug 97 Have you guys seen that clip that uh, was taken from his show, from Josh Pate's show? Yeah, we did. Very nice. Mr. Pate, open invite. I love <laughs> Mr. you. Mr. Pate, I, I, I will shoot my shot with you. So if you if you somehow listen to this. <coughs> I'm going to shoot my shot because we've got a very special guest next week. So, you know, we can, we can keep the, we can keep the train moving. Um, I'll start, you know, I'm going to let you guys take the wheel on it, but, um, you know, you're, we're recording Wednesday night and we all saw what happened last night. They blew a 14 point lead in the second half to Penn state. They lost by four points. Um, I don't know the score and I really don't care to, Um and I think it was something pretty bad, pretty bad to not great. And um, I'm, I'm really, really worried about, about things. And I, I need someone to talk me off the ledge. And I think Carter can, but I know SD has been very. Nope. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not very that very guy. I very passionate online right lately with it. So um, I'll let you guys take the Whoever wants to go first on it. Uh, I'm going to meet myself and just sit back and listen. SD, go ahead.
1: So, here's the thing. Um, I went to the game on Saturday, right? Um, and I was fairly, I was fairly impressed with the team's performance. Um, they were hustling. They were playing hard. AJ Hogard and Tyson Walker were getting some faces. Um, they were passing the ball well. They were defending well. Uh, They played with a lot of energy, Um, you know, they never, they never looked like they were out of control of the game, even when Indiana kind of cut it down to one there a little bit before the half. Um, I never felt like it was a game, a game we were going to lose, right? And so, and so I was ready to get on this podcast this evening. And go, by golly, they figured it out. We're ready to roll. Um, you know, don't you know? January, February, is a whatever. And they blow a fourteen-point lead, and three guys get out rebounded by a fucking Sigma Chi brother, <laughs> by the guy who runs fucking, by the guy who runs the fucking door. At a fraternity party, it is so fucking annoying with this team, right? And I and I said this in DK's Twitter space last night, but at at this point, it's it's got to be on the it, it's on the staff. This team, it we this is now this is now a two year long thing we're seeing where they'll come out. And they won't play with any energy, right? And that's not because they don't have a they don't have a guy who's gonna who is just who's gonna go God mode and put them on their backs because they had this same problem last year and they had that guy. So this year, there no one wants to no one's playing with energy. Gabe Brown stands in the corner. And takes and just trying to fucking uh, Dion wears himself out of this slump out of this slump he's in. The rotations make zero sense. They pull the hot hand constantly off the floor. They're they're not looking for a solution. They're they flound- The staff is floundering right now. It's inexplicable. This team has lost three has lost three of its last five games. That's not good. To say that, you know, maybe this team is a first weekend team, but this team's ceiling is a lot higher than that. And to and to not try to find a solution against fucking Penn State i am basketball games are more well attended than penn state game, than penn state games it's fucking ridiculous fucking improv comedy draws a bigger audience than penn state basketball so to so to get run out of – so to get run out of a gym like that, right, and it's embarrassing. It's fucking – it's fucking embarrassing.
2: It is. Um, I missed yesterday's game because uh, I was doing some other things, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was following along a little bit. I at one point looked and saw that it was like 38-29 after it was tied at half. So I was like, okay. Uh, they've woken up, they've they figured it out. They'll, you know, win comfortably the rest of this game. Uh, they went up to a point of being up 43 to 29. And then as I checked, it was like a three-point game or something. And then I checked back and I saw Penn State had the lead and then they ended up winning that game. Uh, <clears throat> so I can't exactly tell you where it really went wrong. Um, but what I do know is that this loss – has a little more magnitude than I realized just because of the fact that Izzo did not make players available uh, to the media, which is something he has not done. And as long as I've been watching this team, which has been like over 10 years, I, I haven't seen anything like that. So clearly this is, this is something that is seriously wrong. There's, there's, ser- there's like deep issues here. Um, I agree with SD to the point where it's definitely on the staff more so than the players. I think it's a, I think it's a toughness thing because clearly Michigan state has more talent than Penn state. You know, that, that should never be an issue. So clearly someone is playing harder than the other. And for Michigan state, these past couple of months, that's just been the case. Other teams are out toughing them. And I also thought after the Indiana game that they were starting to figure things out. I mean, they were in control of that game for pretty much the entire time. The offense looked fantastic. And then they just, fall apart like this i mean they shot 5 of 16 from three you know turned it over 11 times for us that's pretty normal and pretty good actually but still i mean just a you know just an uninspiring performance and as you said yes at penn state they're not a very good team so i definitely think there's reason for concern
1: what go ahead lucas okay
0: yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. Because when I saw those tweets come out from like Kyle Austin and um, Matt Charbonneau and Graham Couch, it wasn't because I'm blocked by Chris Solari. For, for those who don't know, so mm. yeah,
1: Solari probably had a heater about it.
0: So Solari, Solari probably threw a, a fit. Had a piss and shit filled diaper over it, um, and you know, like, oh, sorry, you got to meet my watch. Um, my what it just was really, it was alarming to see that. And like Matt Charbonneau said, you know, this is the first time from what I've been told he's ever done this, you know, in the 27 years he's been head coach. And, you know, like we've had times where like freaking Adrian Payne and Brandon Dawson are fighting each other in the locker room and Tom Izzo throws them out with him to the media going, all right, you guys got to talk. Um, I really want to know what's going on and we won't, but my, my sunshine blowing optimism side is that this is like a come to Jesus moment with that team and they can smash the tape like they did in 2009 when they lost to North Carolina, obviously way different teams in terms of talent and expectations, but hopefully we can see a more concert concentrated and a more better, not, not great language, but a better effort um on Saturday like I think the way we come out against Illinois can dictate whether we have a decent shot at like a sweet 16 or if we should all plan on a first round or second round like a first weekend exit um I'm nervous and I I have 2015 the way he took that team from the NIT to you know getting into the Big Ten tournament final to the then to the final four with Travis Trice and and Um, and Denzel Valentine basically leading the way or carrying the team. I've, I've told myself to not question him again, but I'm sure we'll get into it later. Uh, There, there's things. But those Lucas things that are scaring
1: me. The difference between that team and this team is that team had Travis Trice and Denzel Valentine. This team doesn't have anybody like that.
0: Yeah. There's no leader.
1: There's no leader. There should be. There should be one, and I, I think we all can agree who should be the leader, right? It's it At this point, it can't be Gabe anymore. Gabe can't even be the leader. In my opinion, Gabe can't start. It should Gabe be Gabe, not. but, but it, it, I don't think there's no way, no chance in hell. Gabe can't start on Saturday. If Gabe starts on Saturday, I legitimately might turn my TV off. Mm. He's been I, downright abysmal for a long time. And there's a difference between being in a slump and, like, not putting forth effort. Gabe isn't putting forth effort, right? You ask anyone who's played any level of basketball, the best way to get out of a slump is to get to the basket. Get to the free throw line, yep. Get to the free throw line, get to the basket. See shots go in. And Gabe just refuses to do so. He is at his best an athletic freak. He's a fucking freak. Absolutely. He can get up there. But he he does, he's refusing to. I'm not sure what it is. And Malik Hall, yeah, sometimes the scoring isn't always there, but he's the closest thing to what he's the closest thing to, to the Denzel Valentine, to the Travis Trice, to the Xavier Tillman that we have on this team. And he's the, I said this last week, he's the fourth guy off the fucking bench. Yep. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the rotations. I don't understand why so many combinations of lineups are out on the floor. I don't understand why, I don't understand the insistence of limiting Bingham's minutes, he played of,
2: 15 minutes yesterday.
1: Of limiting with
2: one foul, who?
1: Bingham played Bingham. 15 minutes yesterday with one foul. I don't understand. I don't understand pulling AJ when he's playing, when he's playing solidly. I don't understand any of that. Again, that's why this is on the staff. There they're putting the, they're putting this team in a position to fail. They're not, you know, if you at no one can be the guy because if they fuck up their replacements at the scorers table before they even get back down the floor. Yeah. It's very true. So how the fuck, right. And, and you're right, Carter, this there are a lot of pussies on this team. I'm sorry. I don't play college basketball. I get it. I'm a fat idiot who watches the who watches games laying down on his couch. But <laughs> God damn it, man. Say what you want about Tum Tum Nairn, but one thing you can't say about him is that he was a pussy. No, he was tough as nails. Absolutely. He was a poor decision maker and a bad <laughs> ball handler, but he wasn't a pussy. He gave it his all, like, like that's
0: why I have a really tough time dogging on Tum Tum because, yeah, he wasn't the ideal point guard for a time I was a system, but he, he gave it everything. He tried more often than he never than he didn't try, and it's just so disheartening to see Gabe Brown just sit in the corner and look for a three, when the team there's 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 obviously times that he needs to do more and that's it's just depressing to see that from a senior who has that juice that energy so much that you see you know like the gift from you know his freshman year like I I think of that all the time and it's like where is that and you know why can't you just some people aren't born to be leaders you know and I understand that but like you can become a leader you know Aaron Henry I don't know if he was really born to be a leader and you know, yeah, like, that team wasn't incredible, but, like, he willed that team to a tournament appearance. He
2: was yeah. tough. Yeah, he was about tough.
0: Memory, he was tough. He was mentally and physically tough. Yeah. And he, he 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 took a hold of the moment when he knew that he had to be the alpha dog for the team. Because we thought it could have been Rocket Watts, but um, you know, that di- that dissipated pretty quickly. Yeah, you um, suck. But I miss him so much. Miss him yet? I'm, I miss... <laughs> I miss rocket, but like, and I'm, well, no, I miss Henry rocket, like combo said, you know, Combo's the biggest rocket supporter we have Mm -hmm. in our our stable. And, you know, he kind of had a point when he's like, you know, rocket could be pretty useful for this team. The, The dude who just needs to take shots. And I could see that like transition that to like someone who we currently have, like, I didn't watch the game either, but like Tyson Walker, it seems like he needs to shoot more.
1: Am I wrong? Or am I on no, the right track? He is shooting he does. more. To his credit, he is shooting more. Yesterday felt like a regression. He took um, five
2: shots in 19 minutes, so not bad.
1: No, yeah. No, not bad. I mean, it it's just it's I don't know. Ryan, Ryan, our friend Ryan, who was also kind of who was also in DK's Twitter space last night, he's just this team is this team is who they is who they are. You know what I mean? They are who they are at this point. There's no like I don't think anything's gonna click, right? In the next in the next month. Yeah. So for all we know, they could go out there and fucking throttle Illinois on Saturday.
2: I'd be surprised.
1: I would be surprised too, but I don't know. This like Teams so
2: inconsistent. I've never seen anything like it. I can't get a gauge for their identity at all. Because, oh, they, I dude. mean, there are games, there are games like when they can go to the Coles Center and convincingly destroy Wisconsin. And then there are games where they play against Maryland and they struggle. Or games like last night and they struggle at Penn State. You know, it's, it's you can't really get a feel for who they are.
0: That was but who they are. But that's, but that's
2: who they are. The only consistency with this team is the inconsistency. So you know, and I guess maybe to round out some positivity, I like I, not to, and not to do the next year thing, but I kind of like the foundation of what's going to be going forward. I mean, I know Christie's kind of struggled recently, but I like him going forward. Hogarth's got a couple more years and they're bringing in some quality talent in the next couple of years too. Uh, Brooks, once he's ready to go, is going to be really damn good. Akins as well. I love what Jaden Akins is going to end up being. So, I mean, I think the foundation is being built a little more. I think that the 2018 class pretty much outside of Henry has kind of been a bust, you know, just because of the fact that we haven't unlocked the full potential of Marcus Bingham, you know, whether to, to the credit of the staff for that or himself, we don't really know. I would say more on the staff. Uh, Gabe Brown hasn't stepped up in that leadership role. So, and then obviously, you know, Foster and Kithier are are gone. So, yeah, I mean, there was only really one redeeming player out of that class. So that's kind of disappointing. But I think I'm okay with where they're going long term with the team that they're building. But as of for the rest of this year, I'm a little bit concerned. Not so much concern, but like my expectations and my hopes for this team have definitely bottomed out. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I just don't – I
1: don't yeah, – I truly don't. I. It It honestly would not surprise me if this team just loses out and misses the tournament at this point. <sighs> I'm not willing to go that far. Okay. And, and even a if they, schedule coming up. And yeah, even if yeah. they lose – and even if they lose out, they might get in the first four again. But, but I just – <sighs> I don't – It wouldn't surprise me if this team if this team played its way into a double bye in the Big Ten tournament, and it also wouldn't surprise me if this team completely crashed and burned and missed the tournament. So I I don't fucking know, you know, like I have no there's no, there's no way to tell with this team.
0: This, look, I'm I'm not trying to backpedal here, but it makes me look less and less forward to March 1st when we play Michigan again. Oh, we're losing to Michigan. I think we're going to get their asses beat by them. Oh, yeah.
1: No doubt. Because um, wait, it, it what day? March 1st, Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We're losing that game. Tuesday? It's it's like we totally can't
0: pull a yeah. Tuesday win out our ass unless it's like barely by the skin of our teeth. We've lost like the last two Tuesdays. <laughs> and
1: oh, yeah. then we had the- We're losing. We're losing that goddamn game. No doubt about it. I'm shooting for two and four to finish the year. The rest
2: of the schedule is ridiculously tough. It's Illinois at Iowa, Purdue, at Michigan, at Ohio State, and Maryland at home. And I think I see Maryland
0: at Breslin as like the only sure win. I think I- I'm I'm gonna go two and four and say I think they can knock off Iowa, but I mean Purdue is beatable, but Michigan State would have to play. Their A game, their A. I'd argue their A plus game because Purdue can shoot the lights out. So like it doesn't matter if you play good down low, Purdue's is going to shoot threes all night and make them. Um, Illinois is a winnable game, but like if we can't even beat them without Kofi, if we if we can't beat them without Kofi and um, Curbello and Curbello, thank you. I was going to say AO. I'm like, oh boy, I knew he's gone. And Curbello. It, I mean, you'd have to be a pretty big homer to say we're going to win that game. Um, again, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong, MSU. Like, prove me wrong. Um, and I, I mean, Ohio State is a winnable game, but like, they are. They it's are at better. home. They're a better team, yeah. Then they're out. Yeah, it's at Columbus. It's two days after. Like, man, this yeah. sucks. Because okay, Saturday we play Illinois. Get a we get our another great Tuesday game against uh, iowa which i can't fucking wait for then we get Saturday. we get a break we get saturday home against purdue and then we go we have a two-day break tuesday we go to uh michigan and then we have a two day we have a one-day break and we travel to ohio state so we have two tough road games in the span of 48 hours under 48 hours like i'd say going one and one there's a victory but i would I'd say we're staring at two and four at best in the face. Which would put them at what 19 and
2: 11? Um, Yikes. How much better than last year's team is this team?
0: You know?
1: Yeah. And I like, know people. We say, ahead, oh, go
2: ahead, it's good. It's like, oh, it's better to be better than last year's This team's
1: year. this team's ceiling is this team, this team's ceiling is a lot higher than last year's team, but yeah. their floor is also way fucking lower. Yeah. I mean, if they lose out, they,
0: they have plenty of quality wins to sneak in the first four, but like, I don't want to go through the stress that we did last year of like losing that opening round game to Maryland in the big 10 tournament. And we're all sitting there wondering like, are we going to get in? Like we had enough sweating, you know, we had that juice from beating Ohio state, Michigan and uh, Illinois, pretty much back to back to back. But like, man, I don't want to go through that again. And it feels weird to go through that even once as an MSU fan. You know, we feel like we have it made. Like, you know, we're kings of the castle. And, like, I'm starting to wonder, and I'm not trying to transition this yet, but I'm just going to say it because then we could we could discuss it. I'm starting to wonder if the downfall is going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I hope you win. I hope I, I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I – I'm getting I'll, this last thing. I'll let you guys go. I'm in the back of my head. I'm starting to think Izzo's not going to get title number two. I here's mean, what I'll
2: say. Go ahead. Unless you have some. Okay. No.
0: Well, here's what I'll
2: say is if it is, you know, if this is the second year in a row that we're starting to think, uh Oh, we might be in danger of missing the tournament. If there's two years of that, it's okay to say something's wrong. Something is not, it, this is not what it used to be. This isn't, maybe go through a bit of a lull in the middle of January, February, and then turn it on in March and go on that run, that, you know, that typical run. It's just, I don't think it's that anymore. I just don't think that it's this, I don't think that Izzo's doing that anymore. And not to say that, you know, he should be fired or he sh- he should retire or be moved on or whatever. Because I think that you can say that something's wrong, but also not say that you know, is those washed and the sky is falling at the same time. You know what I mean? I just think that there's some kind of fundamental issue, but I just don't know where it is.
1: Where- I think it. I think it lies with the systems. Um, okay. I, you know, frankly, um, you know, I, I have a take. Um, it, it's pretty hot. I'm not. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to unleash it yet. I'll I'll save it. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it here, but I, I think it can be more not yet. I think
0: give it a week. If you if we lose both Illinois and Iowa, I think your take is gonna be on par with a decent amount of fans.
1: I it it. It's something the staff needs to the staff needs to get younger, I think. The staff needs to get younger, and there needs to be some fresh blood, right? Promoting Doug Wo- promoting Doug Wojcik from within after Fife left was was the move of was a complacent move. That's not the move of a coach who wants to win, who wants to win a second title. Uh, you know, a, a coach who wants to win a second title finds a younger guy. You know, uh, finds a younger assistant from a from a pretty successful from a pretty successful young staff, brings them in, and and you know, kind kind of show them under the wings to to just kind of promote from within is lazy and it's it's reminiscent it's remin it, i don't i don't like what that says about the long-term future of, of MSU basketball right it, it, and and i think Dwayne Stevens in the last 2 years has proven um, why he did not receive that um, he did not receive that head coaching job at Western. I don't think it was because he didn't want it. And Western's a fucking shitty team. <laughs> I mean, they're the worst. They're probably they're one of the worst teams in college basketball. Yeah, they got like six wins. LGRW is going to hear this, guys. What's up?
2: LGRW is going to hear this.
1: Fuck storm off is yeah fucking bot. Go <laughs> watch a sport that hasn't mattered since 1980. I yeah. I just don't. I I'm worried about the long term. I'm worried about the long term. I'm, I'm. Me too. I'm concerned about the short term. Um, but I'm 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 very concerned about the long term. I think that once – I think once we kind of – I think the 20 – DK brought this up last night too. The 2018, 2019, and 2020 classes are brutal. They've been brutal. They haven't lived up to expectations. Not a single recruit. Aaron Henry is the only one who's lived up to recruit – to the to expectations in the past through recruiting classes. Hogard has an opportunity to get himself there. Yeah. Um, but he's not there yet. Um, but you look at Sissoko – um Sosoko's pretty obviously a dud. Julius Marble had a nice game yesterday, but, but still those come, but those kind of performances come few and far between. Um, for a guy who's supposed to be the for a guy who's supposed to be the successor to, to Marcus Bingham. Um you know, Bingham could Bingham Bingham could be better if he was just given more time on the floor. But for some reason, the staff either doesn't think he has the lungs or um, doesn't or doesn't trust him. Either way, that's their fault. And. And I just don't like I think the fresh I think the 21 class is off to a good start. I I like Max Christie, even though he's kind of come up against a wall here, I think he can kind of. I think he'll, he's still very good defensively. He's still, he's still, he's a net positive on the floor. Absolutely. Because he plays incredible defense. We, I, I keep
0: holding out hope in the back of my head. Uh, I say three words, sophomore Max Christie. Um, Look at what Cain Lucas did his sophomore year. Big 10 player of the year, um, final four. He didn't win the region's most outstanding. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. Maybe it was Suton. I think Suton won the MLP for the region. Um, but you know, won a final four, got to the final four, won the big 10 regular season title, big 10 player of the year. Um, got to, I mean, we were winning three nothing, three, two against North Carolina. So we were 15 or, uh, 39 minutes from a national title, but, um, and then he was great as junior year until he got hurt. And you, you, we all, you know, one of our what ifs, if he tore, it's in tears Achilles um, in that Maryland game. But you look at sophomore Cassius Winston Um Izzo, I think didn't really fully give him the leash or take the leash off of him. You know, you could see it in that Northwestern game where we came back, like Izzo was like, okay, we're getting our asses kicked. Let's see if cash can, can do this. And, you know that was that was the first game for me where I'm like this this is going to be a really good kid and or like another moment where I'm like this is going to be a really special special player um and you know go go ahead carter
2: do you remember he shot like 50% from 3 that season yeah
1: he, that he's one of the
2: best it.
0: college three point shooters in recent history incredible we love we miss him so much and like, you don't think about his three point shooting. You know what I mean? Like, I never, I forgot about it until you said it because he was no, that. I... I love and miss him so much. And like, uh, my good friend and our family, you know, Cassius Winston, but like, I, I, I love, I really like Max Christie. And, you know, there's some, there's some fucking idiots on Twitter who are dogging him all right I'm like, he's just, he's a freshman. You know, the game's going to come to him and it's going to be incredible when he, when, it fully clicks for him and he's just rolling out 25, 30 point games, you know, not, I mean, or let's go 15 to 20 point games on a consistent basis. Like that's his average, you know, that's going to be a special moment for MSU. But, um, I, I agree with the take that Izzo might be just kind of feeling comfortable, um, with the assistance he's hiring. I hope, cause he, he always said that he, well, we've always believed that he wouldn't be the type of guy to leave the program like coach Antonio did. Like he would rather die than leave MSU basketball, even like as a mid tier program. Um, so I'm not going to go that far yet, but I really think he should. And I think he will. I think Alan Holler might even have a conversation with him. Like take a look at your assistance, man. Let's see if we can, get Ishbia to throw us a couple mil and, you know, get open the bank for some young up and comers. That's my, that, that's what would be, that's what would be my first thing to do this off season is analyze the rotations and breathe new life and youth into this team. And you never know if you find your successor inadvertently,
1: it could happen. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Something needs to change with the staff. Whether whether they, whether they change their processes and kind of look at things differently and kind of go a different route, or whether this, or whether changes are made at the positions, right? I, I just think something needs to change, because mm-hmm. something's wrong. There, there's a something's not working right. And you know, you know they, they know you know something's wrong when he closes the entire team to the media. Right. And and you know, I think you can only put it on the players for so long before you go, before you have to, you know, iso says if the head dies, the body follows, you know, the, the staff is the head. Right. So something's gotta something's gotta change within the within the within the staff and And then the team will follow because this team, like, isn't it's not like Izzo went out and got a bunch of Ohio two stars because he didn't want to, because he didn't want to do high stakes recruiting. Oh, no, there's a, never mind. Uh, Right, right.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, Max Christie was a five star. So it's not like,
1: it's not like we're settling. They, I mean, yeah, like he was actively recruiting. I mean, However, he turned out. You know, again, that's another uh, that's another chicken or the egg thing. But he actively recruited Amani Bates. You know, when other programs gave up on it, so it's not that he's like giving up. It's just, it's just. I think, I think the bust rate with the I don't want. The hit rate with the 2018, with the lat with the 2018, 2019, and 2020 recruiting classes was lower than it was lower than it needed to be. Yeah, and the you know the 21 and 22 and in 23 class are kind of are kind of getting back up there, and hopefully, you know Trey Holloman comes in and Jackson Kohler comes in. I'm excited for Jackson Kohler and Trey Holloman. And they can kind of, and they can kind of inject some blood. You know, maybe Izzo go, maybe Izzo hits the portal again, and, and you know, kind of finds, kind of finds that, kind of finds, kind of finds a big man or two. He has to. I, uh, I think, you know, I, despite what I said, despite some of the comments I made last night, I don't think. Izzo era is, is entering its, its end stages. No, but I think I we have think, a little
0: bit of reason to be alarmed. Uh, there's some things that we are, I'm just, I'm alarmed. I'm not going to hit the panic button. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, I just think there needs to be there needs to be a recalibration. Right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, the TV's starting to look a little off. Right? The everything's starting to look a little pink. You just kind of need to get into the settings and, <laughs> and figure some shit out. Maybe, you know. But yeah, I just think maybe Steven needs to start shooting the ball when he gets into the games. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, Keon, Keon, said. maybe Keon needs to start it too. You know, who knows? But I. There needs to be a there needs to be a recalibration. I think that's the best way to I think that's the best way to word it. Yeah,
0: I mean this team's going through some issues, and I'm not ready to give up hope yet. You know, am am I looking forward to the Illinois game? Not really, but like knowing how sick I am in the head, I'll watch it up until a certain point. Um, but you know with how screwy this team is they'll, they'll go out and win it and we'll be sitting here you know next week like dan flash is like oh man we're gonna we might <laughs> might be going might be going back to the five four line um but the last thing i'm going to say before we break we got like a minute left before our break you know the committee's going to try everything to pair us with davidson oh god and it's going to be hell on earth for like those four days between selection sunday And our Thursday or Friday game. (laughs) Foster will no doubt drop 30 at least. He's either going to drop 40 on us or like completely turtle up and just like get like be nervous that he's playing us. It's 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 it's, there's no in-between. He gives Tyson Walker 25 on eight of 12 from the field. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're gonna break and then we're gonna come back. We can wrap up our basket thoughts, Fab too, then we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk some foosball, so we'll be right back. All right, we are back uh, with after our little therapy session about basketball. Um, you guys have any more thoughts, or just beat
1: Illinois? Play better. Yeah, beat Illinois somehow. Stop being pussies.
0: Yeah, w- w- watch them beat Illinois because they're gonna be motivated because Kofi and kerbella uh, are back. Like, watch that dumb shit happen. And then, like, we're going to be riding high going to Iowa and then get disappointed on their fucking Tuesday night game. Um, so some news broke about two-ish hours ago. Um, we've been making the joke, you know, Michigan fans love Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Hashtag extend Jim Harbaugh. Well, it happened. Um, You know, when, when Jim Harbaugh, according to the Michigan fans, bravely and boldly, Turn the NFL down. Again, and stunning, so and, <laughs> stunning, and <laughs> stunning and
1: brave.
0: Stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. Look at Jim Harbaugh. Stunning and brave. Turn the NFL down for a Vikings job. Um, he turned – he well, when the Minnesota Vikings said, we're going to go with uh, Super Bowl champion Kevin O'Connell, um, Jim Harbaugh decided to do, like, what Michael did in the office to where he was like uh, – what do he say to David Wallace? Like, I don't accept the position or something. Or I'm yeah. pulling yeah, my I, uh, name out of consideration. Yeah, I will draw my name from
2: consideration and for the <laughs> executive like, job.
0: Yeah, and didn't David say like you were never really considered or something? That yeah, that was that was later in the Yeah, year. that was when
2: he's Jan just, like, was suing that was the when deposition. deposition. That's a great <laughs> episode, by the <laughs> like, way. Very underrated
1: episode of the show. What do you what do you want me to say? He's a nice guy. <laughs> That's right. My favorite scene, he
2: pushes he pushes Toby's off uh, <laughs> the table, like right in the middle
0: he's talking. Jim Harbaugh did that to uh, Ziggy Wilf when they're breaking for lunch and like <laughs> he, he knows he's probably not gonna get the job.
1: Um Jim Harbaugh got Jim Harbaugh got pissed that the Vikings facility only had two percent instead of hole. <laughs> and he
0: threw a fit when they had chicken. They offered chicken as a dish, and he just like went ape shit and like left. Like, yeah, I'm go, I'm going home. Um, Jim Harbaugh has signed an extension with Michigan. Uh, we don't have the monetary details yet which i'm that's, that's because it's
1: less that's because it's less <laughs> than tuckers
0: <laughs> it's probably in the 7 to 8 million dollar range yeah, okay. it's less than it's less than tuckers so which is fucking hilarious and it's great i love it and you know they can they can do the whole oh our coach we we got value with our coach you're overpaying for your coach i'm like i don't fucking care we're it's a not big my money program. We're throwing money everywhere, baby. We're trying to get that fucking national
1: championship. But like, does no, Josh no. Pate, does Josh Pate thinks Michigan, does Josh Pate think Michigan will win a national championship in the next 10 years? I no, bet gun to his no. head he'd say no.
0: We wouldn't probably even need to no. put a gun to his head. He would say no. There, I don't think so. Um, and who cares if we're overpaying for Tucker? It's not like we're, tight
2: on money here and the at school's not
0: paying for it it's the donors it's ishbia and a couple other guys like that's and they're not that's running the thing money. i hate people spreading misinformation about um but yeah so harbaugh i think you got an extension through 2026
2: yep yeah it's a five so year.
0: it's a five year extension um i would guess it's worth in the 40 like the low to mid 40s um, maybe bumped up to the 50s if he does a bunch of incentives um I am I mean, okay, that's my thought was, okay, cool. We knew this was coming, you know, and if it didn't come, we were curious as to what would happen next year. But I want to see one thing in this contract. I want to see what the buyout is. I want to see what that thing is. Because you know, Jim Harbaugh is going to flirt with the NFL again. You know it. Like, say he wins 11 or 12 games this year again and repeats his Big Ten champions with, the greatest quarterback ever known as the Mac, you know, if the Mac returns or JJ <laughs> and,
1: and both they, of them, both of them are the greatest quarterback ever. It just depends on who's going to be out there in the first offensive series in September.
0: <laughs> yeah. Both are great until further notice. Um, I I want to see, I want to see what's going to happen. Like if they win 10 or 11 games, you know, damn well he's working with the NFL again, right? Like, you know, you know, he probably said that shit to Ward manual on the phone and had his fingers crossed. Like there's no way he's not flirting with the NFL, but, um, anyway, I'm sure we'll, we can talk it next week or whenever the details come out. Cause it will be interesting to see how much he gets paid. And I want to see that buyout want to see it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's really high, or if he negotiated something pretty low. Um, so let's talk the big game. My Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, they did it. It was a horribly ugly game. I may have said some very mean things to be, uh, regarding Ben Skoranek and that horrible mm-hmm. interception he, he uh, was a part of that Matt Stafford had to start the second half. And then so big,
1: branded huh? sowards vibes with that interception. Oh my god. I big branded sowards. Vibes.
0: Oh man, I may or may not have like thrown the remote and said this cannot happen again. This cannot happen in a Super Bowl again. You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> I was literally like on the verge of like I went to bed when Jared Goff got picked off in that super bowl. I was on the verge of like if the Bengals fucking score here, I swear to God, I'm probably just going to sit in bed and watch the rest of this game just to make sure they don't win. But like, um, so the Rams persevere, they pull out, um, uh, this incredible, it was an incredible victory. Um, not the greatest game per se, but like this, the NFL ended the end of the playoffs on a heater, man. Like, you know, they had, we had three straight weeks of really tight games, really solid games. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I can, you know, like I said, the Rams were seven and one, but like, it's, it looked like to me, they were kind of soft. Like they were beating up on not great teams and they didn't look like they were tough. They didn't, they didn't look tough to me. And then they went zero and three, then they added OBJ. They added Von Miller and they came out of that bye week with, or they came out of that green Bay Packers game different. Like they had a different edge to them. Like they look, they won these, they won a lot of these last, game, you know, the last 10 games with grit. Like they, they pulled out that win at Arizona on my Net football that no one thought they would do. They lost Jalen Ramsey to the COVID list, like three hours for the game, you know, and then they go on this monster tear through the division and they, they blow that 49ers game, but they got their revenge in the playoffs and I think if it weren't for the 49ers, the Rams won't be Super Bowl champions. Like, the, I think the 49ers brought out the best in this team. And I, I am one of those weirdos who believes that if the Rams won that Week 18 game, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. I think that gave them a different look at things and it gave them motivation. Like, okay, if San Francisco does their part, we want, <clears throat> excuse me, we want to play these guys one more time and show them we can do it um i i think i predicted 28 27 rams and i was pretty close with it um i did i did get dead on that stafford to cup would win the game um which really isn't the boldest claim considering they had like what 20 21 22 touchdowns between the two of them or together and you know cup had like 2500 receiving yards so it's not the boldest claim but um I'm I it's so funny how you know when I first started watching Lions games with my father-in-law I was not the biggest Stafford fan like I would I'd bash him and I'd be like he's not a great quarterback and then you know I started to watch him more and more and like watch all these games with him and I'm just like my opinion changed like a year into watching these games with him I'm like fuck this guy's this guy's good like you know he's you know and and I I know the whole you you have a tough opinion with the supporting cast part and I'll let you talk about it but like you know I'm like man this guy just like you can say what you want but he does give it his all when he's out there and um I was just really happy for him on on Sunday you know that game-winning drive I mean I'm I'm done ever saying anything bad about him. And I said some things this year about him when it was valid, like when they weren't good for that November stretch. And um, he really turned it up. And I'm just really happy for Aaron Donald because he is a Hall of Famer now. There is no question. This is it. He could have lost this game and still been the Hall of Fame. But, like, I, (laughs) I remember watching when the Rams went ahead. Um, Cassie was down there watching and she, yeah, she, she was a trooper for putting up with me. I got to give her a shout out. She won't listen, but uh big shout out to her. And, um, I, I looked at the TV, I was up literally pacing around the basement. I looked at the TV and they closed it on air down. I'm just like, it's your fucking time, man. This is it. This is your ring. You go get it. And holy shit. He did it literally the almost the exact same play they did to to win the NFC title. Um, but I mean, I got to give the Bengals a lot of credit. I mean, you can, you can argue calls both ways. Um, you know, I, I couldn't believe that T Higgins call was missed, but you know, there were things both ways, you know, you can say that by either team, but um, the Bengals defense impressed the hell on me. They came to play. Um they came to play and they turn it up when they needed to. I didn't think the Rams run game would get stuffed the way it did. That was mind-blowing how that happened. And I was nervous that Sean McVay was going to choke in this game, but when the chips were down, he really figured it out. I mean, that that final drive was a masterpiece. That was perfection. Like, the balls to call that little end-around jet sweep on fourth and one to Cooper Cup. If uh, Hopkins, the tight end, doesn't make that block, we're talking about the Bengals being world champions. Like that is, that was that was an incredible drive. And I think Sean McVay evolved as a head coach that night. Like the, the Sean McVay from 2018-19 was, was popping up, but then he and Stafford and Kevin O'Connell were just sitting there getting together. Like, how do we figure this out? And it's like, oh, duh, we have the best receiver in the league. Why don't we just throw to him and make them tackle him? And it worked. The easiest game plan worked. And I don't think that was part of the game plan because my last thought before I let you guys go, and I'm sorry for rambling, but like, I think if Odell Beckham stays in this game, the Rams are probably winning by multiple scores. He, Odell was going to win Super Bowl MVP that night if he kept it up but Cooper cup came up when it mattered and Stafford. Yeah. I didn't like that red zone interception or the end zone interception. It wasn't my, my most fond uh, play, but I mean, it, it's, it's just the same as a punt, you know, if you touch back in the end zone, so whatever, but um, this team really went like Raheem Morris. I shit on him quite a bit. Again, when the chips are in the middle of the table, he called a great game and, they only had like two broken defensive plays, and besides that, he was masterful. Um, so I'm done. I'm done ranting about the Super Bowl. But I just wanted to say that it, after the the months I've had to, I've uh, we've we've seen the our, our fellow Lions fans come come alive uh, with the with the uh, feedback. Um, it is. I can't believe that they did it. I'm I'm still in shock. Like, it really hasn't hit me yet. So I'm going to mute.
1: I'm mute. Go I, um, you know, <sighs> some of the ads were funny. And I liked the halftime show. Um, 50 Cent, um, I thought did very well. Having Anderson Pac on the drums, I think, is a big flex. Um, you know, if you don't love Anderson pack, then you're a loser. Um, you know, Eminem doing "Lose Yourself" and not and not Venom, um, I think, was was a big disappointment. Oh,
0: I I would have like done the Winnie the Pooh meme where like the soul goes up in the air. <laughs> he should have done one of his songs from like the uh, music to get murdered by, just so people feel like <laughs> what the fuck is this? Because I should have done.
1: He should have done that stepdad song. Have you heard that one, Carter? The stepdad one? Yeah. Are you talking about insane? No, is that what it's called? He literally has a song called stepdad oh no i, have to I don't listen to it i'm sure i've heard it but it's not ringing a bell
0: is
1: that
2: this what man, i thought he said
1: yeah this man is 47 years old <laughs> actually how old is evan now? i think he's 50. Yeah, like, i think he yeah i think he's 52. Jesus, Beth, is Jerry 50? He's 49. He's 49. This man is 49 years old singing about how much he hates his stepdad. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. He's he's a legend. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like that's Chad. That's such chat shit. <laughs> that, you don't care, man. He's Michigan made. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like he had such a heater for 10 years that it's like it's, it's just untouchable shit. But anyway, what did you guys think of the halftime
1: show? And I I will say this, he hasn't cashed in on an eight mile sequel series on Netflix. So, you know, at (laughs) least, at least he's like not doing that. Right. Uh,
0: Yeah. Carter, I love the halftime show. what do you think about the game? Oh, I
2: had a good time watching the game. You know, it's always fun to watch games where you don't have rooting interest because you can just kind of sit back and enjoy yeah while you were watching i kind of missed watching last year's super bowl at points where it's <laughs> just like yeah you're yeah and you're just kind of watching out because i didn't really have a dog in the fight i think eventually like a part of me started rooting for the rams because i was just like yeah i really want stafford to do this i really i really hope luka has this hope he gets this one and he did how are you feeling uh when t higgins caught that like long touchdown like outside of like the missed call but like were you starting to get nervous because I thought that was a huge momentum swing you know they came out hitting hard after the defense started
0: coming out hard
2: after uh, they scored that touchdown
0: well what's really funny is I called T Higgins having a great game and Jamar Chase said Jalen Ramsey not the best night for him but like I'm willing to because they said he allowed 160 yards you know when people were covering him I'm getting rid of that touchdown pass because let's be honest they missed a pretty clear penalty on it yeah i don't refs are gonna fuck shit up but like i was livid when the play happened live i'm like god damn it how do you fucking get burned again i'm like what is his deal tonight may or may not have like smashed a pizza box but um like well not completely but you know just a nice a little love tap but um i'm just sitting there like what is going on here and like, that was when I knew, like, man, they can't figure it out after Odell went down. They couldn't – they can't figure it out. Like, this isn't good. And, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, if, if we just stop them, like, I have a good feeling. Uh, and I, I'm like, okay, one bomb play isn't really going to hurt me too much as long as we win or, like, keep it close. I'm like, at that point, like, win win close or lose close. Like, um, but what really alarmed me was the interception right after that. That's when I got like really fucking scared. Like, yeah. Cause I'm sitting there like if it's 24, 13, I think it's pretty much game over. Um, But you know, the, 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 perseverance was really, was what really impressed me like the grit and you know, when the, when the, when the big time players needed to step up, they did like that second half, you get rid of that touchdown. The Bengals only had that one field goal and like, you had Aaron Donald and Von Miller making their presence known Von Miller had two sacks and and what I thought Joe Burrow got hurt like I thought he got I thought he blew his knee out again
2: I got scared for him
0: I'm like because I was like oh my god you know Cass is like what happened I'm like I think he blew his knee out again or like he hurt something and he turns out he has sprain which is fantastic news um but like You know, I just knew, I just kind of had this feeling like when they got the ball back and it was six and a half minutes left, I'm like, this is it right here. You know, this is, this is the ball game, win or lose. And then when, when that, I had, I just had this feeling when, when Cup got that fourth and one, that jet sweep, I had this feeling like, I think they're going to do it. I think this is it. And, you know, Stafford missed some guys and, you know, they were trying to go to guys that weren't Cup and, um, it was pretty clear that Matt and Sean just basically said to each other, "We gotta just, we gotta figure out how to get Cooper open, and he'll make it work." And I keep looking at that uh, no look pass that he threw. Yeah, that was, if Mahomes Insane. had done that, the media were <laughs> crazy. It would be Dan flashes. They would all just be sitting there like staring at it, like breaking it down, and um, yeah, that no look pass. I didn't realize it, and I don't think they really showed it on NBC. Did? I was just too caught up in the moment, but like, I'm pretty sure they didn't mention that it was a no look pass. Like Chris Collinsworth no didn't say anything about it. I was expecting him to. But um, there were there were a lot of crypto ads. <laughs> Holy like shit, a lot. man! Yeah, like the, the, one, the uh, one the the what was it? I forget. I didn't scan the QR code. Did you guys? It was, I think Coinbase. It was Coinbase. Coinbase, yeah, yeah.
1: And then there was like the uh, the Larry David, David one. one. The Larry David one and the LeBron, the LeBron Irishman one.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> when he's talking to his younger self. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Irishman, yeah. Yeah, the LeBron Irish should yeah. be aging. Um, <laughs> did did we get a Doctor Strange 2 trailer on the Super Bowl?
1: We yeah. got a spot. We didn't get I, a full teaser.
0: When the hell was it? I missed it. I must have gone on the back. It was like like a game.
1: It was pregame. Yeah. It was oh, okay. Pre-game. I
0: really didn't watch much of the pregame. I think I came down to the basement at like 6 p.m.
1: Yeah, um, which quick movie wire moment, and then Lucas, we can wrap up Super Bowl yeah. talk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patrick Stewart just getting a whole ass line in the trailer. <laughs> uh, that means there's some crazy shit happening. It's like
0: uh <laughs> like Sunny where they're like, my cream hasn't gone over the top top yet. My cream's right here. I'm just getting ready to get my cream all the way out like i remember saying like carter i i didn't mean to like not include you i didn't know if you watched the trailer but like you know i i remember them like leaking this stuff for months like patrick stewart's going to be in this movie get ready for it and then you know the leaks come out yeah he's going to be in it totally and then you get this trailer line and everyone's like what the fuck he's in it and i was so i was pretty happy and uh but i'm like i told spartan i'm like they're getting ahead of the leakers, but then, yeah, Spartanog's right. Like, they are just, this is the beginning. Like, I'm starting to wonder if we're really going to get Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder that, like, if he's the superior Iron Man that they're teasing. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think I think for sure we're getting um, Owen Gruffled as uh, Reed Richards. As or nominee, because
1: you could see it. You could see the fucking Fantastic Four patch. I, here, here's my here's my hope. And and then we can go back to Super Bowl. My hope, no, whatever. It, my hope is that is that Sam Raimi in, in Marvel Studios uh, uh, puts the movie puts the movie first, right? But mm-hmm. I, I like the concept without any of the cameos, yeah. right? Strange fuck shit up. And, and Wanda's like a bad guy. Yeah, and Wanda's Wanda's a a villain. Villain. and Wanda's pissed off that strange isn't isn't suffering the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Where where you know it kind of seems like it kind of seems like the time between WandaVision and now she kind of it she she saw some consequences for what for what she did in Westview. So Absolutely. So I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of excited for that. I'm excited for you know, I'm excited to see how um, how the dynamic p- between Strange and Wong is now that you know now that now that they're kind of flipped, right? We kind of got a hint that there was a little bit of of resentment that Strange that Wong is now Sorcerer Supreme after Strange got after Strange got blipped. Uh, you know, I'm excited for I'm excited to see all the Strange variants. I think the Evil Strange is going to be awesome. Uh, Is he the one who went? Oh, this just got out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. The what if? The what if?
2: Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, basically the what if. I'm the Joker, baby. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. They're introducing America Chavez. Yeah. Um. From what I read, she's got a lot of cool. She's got a lot of cool, interesting powers. Like she could basically just punch a hole through the multiverse. Through the multiverse. Do do you think Deadpool is showing up? Because Ryan Reynolds is on the defense right now. I don't think he is. Again, but that's the thing, right? Like, the cameos are cool. I don't want this movie to be about the cameos. I want it to be a good movie first, right? Right. No Way Home wasn't a good movie because Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were in it. No Way Home was a good movie because it was a good movie. Right. Yeah, I I, I remember more,
0: like, the performances than, like, the cameos. Um,
2: I agree. I I mean, the reason I love No Way Home is because of the fact they had... So many characters from two different, you know, universes, and they juggled them all perfectly. Like it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel, you know, like they were just trying to stuff stuff these guys in. It was the, you know, the dialogue between the characters was effortless. It was, you know, it was just smooth. They did a really good job of putting that together. I think I don't know what you guys think. That's what I was thinking about. And no it way. was a
1: really, and it was a really good, like almost origin story for Spider-Man. Because yeah, it, it showed the. the- at the end of No Way Home, it's how it's how you know we know Spider Man, alone, uh, burdened with loss and responsibility, broke as shit, uh, and and you know ready and willing to listening to a fucking police scanner and just hot and and ready to go and ready to go make a difference on a street level. That's what I love as a fan of Spider Man about him. Right, is that he's been through so much and he still, you know, gets back up. So, you know, hopefully this, hopefully the Doctor Strange stuff can kind of avoid. Hopefully, Multiverse of Madness can kind of avoid. And I'm glad Ramy's kind of at the wheel here. He, he's the right guy for this. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Like the movie looks like
0: I'm not gonna say we're gonna get scared, but like it's it looks that like Sam a Raimi touch. Like it, it, it looks a like a Raimi, Raimi
1: movie. Was. There's huh? a scene in the there's a scene in the trailer of Wanda and it like Zombie. zooms in on Wanda's eye, that's like straight out of Evil Dead.
0: Yeah, he that, yeah. Someone had a gif of it um, referring to one the Evil Dead move or to Darkman.
1: Yeah, Man.
0: Yeah, it was a straight out of Darkman. Um, but yeah, I, I I you know I I got nervous when I heard that uh Marvel wanted to film more this past I think winter I think they wanted to film
1: more in the last couple months before this well this was supposed to come before no way home and sony was like tough shit (laughs) you know we need a we need a winner coming out of the coming out of the pandemic so yeah (laughs) and it worked
0: um i'm curious to see what other cameos are i mean i think we're getting a reed richards of some sort and who knows it could be both owen gruffle and john krasinski um i don't think deadpool is coming i think they're saving deadpool for something else um if they um, redo X Men, I think, which apparently they, you know, they are gonna do. That. Well, I, I think Deadpool. I think Deadpool three is gonna come out sooner rather than later, and Deadpool three
1: is going to introduce the new X Men. That's my theory. Well, I've heard some crazy shit. I, you know, the Tom Cruise thing. I think is pretty much in the bag. He um, he is in this movie. I will stand by that. He is in this movie as a Tony Stark variant. Yeah, the Tony, the Tony, the the Tom Cruise thing is pretty much in the bag. But I've heard like John Krasinski as Reed Richards, John Krasinski as a as a Steve Rogers variant. That's right. I've really? heard Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. I've oh. heard I've heard both McAvoy and Stewart. You know, mm. um it's pretty obvious Captain it's pretty obvious Haley Atwell and Captain Carter are gonna be in this movie. Yeah. Uh it you know it's it's, it's gonna kinda, be that shit insane. Yeah gonna be nuts i'm I'm excited for it um you know, I'm, I'm excited i'm excited for the batman oh my
0: god i can't wait i'm go i'm going that tuesday night i am so fucking excited i've heard incredible things like the embargo's not up yet but like the the twitter sphere like people who've seen it are like yeah this movie's probably gonna make this movie's gonna make a fuckload of money and that's a no shit but like all those tuesday night showings across the the country sold out. Like I didn't think that would happen and especially in a you know a pandemic, you know <laughs> I didn't think that would happen but like I'm I'm really excited for this. I hope it doesn't let me down. I don't think it will. But man, the more and more I see of it the more I'm excited. Um and then I don't know what el- I mean I don't know what else comes out. I know there's like Sonic 2 or some shit but I'm not really I don't really care Who about cares. Yeah. Yeah. cares. <laughs> yeah, cares. Bottom um, text. cares. Bottom text. Do you have any more Super Bowl top. thoughts, and we can wrap up? Like, what do you guys think about anything related to the game or whatever?
1: Whatever's on your mind. AFC is just a gonna, fun game. AFC is going to be fun for for the next for the next you know five ten years. I think between Burrow, uh, Herbert, uh, Josh Mahomes, Allen, Allen Josh LeBord. Allen, Baker
0: Mayfield. Oh no, no, no. Lamar. Um, Lamar went Lamar. I love what Dylan said last night. Lamar is undefeated in poop games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it games where Lamar has to poop. <laughs> that was so good. Uh yeah, I like, you know, what's funny
0: is like, you know, if people make fun of the Rams cap room. Like, they can free up like 70 million of cap space pretty easily so there's a shot for them to possibly be back here next year now I don't know I mean the NFC isn't I think is going to be a little easier to get through but like um and I I I, I hated I hated seeing the Bengals lose because like I really like that team so much and I said that you know when we talked to Bobby and when we were all talking like I did not want the Bengals to make it if the Rams did because it's so much easier for me to root against Jackson Mahomes and (laughs) um how much more i would have given to see him crying on the sidelines and like throwing his phone on the ground because he can't do a tiktok with the trophy but um i'm i i really am wondering if the Bengals can make it back you know like it's gonna be really hard in the afc and and yeah the Bengals did knock out the one seed and the two seed so i'm not trying to disrespect them but like you know, we all kind of think that Mahomes and Allen are going to be like the one, two in the AFC. And then, you know, Herbert Burrow and those guys are going to like kind of fight for the the three and four spots. And, you know, they'll, they'll sneak their way in like they did this year, but I really hope these guys can make it back and like, and give it a shot to win. You know, if they just build around Burrow, if they get that, you know, that meme we were talking about with Bobby.
1: yeah, had the and Jamar shoe at the end. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> being true.
0: Jamar Chase was wide open <laughs> at the end, and he couldn't get to him because Aaron Donald was right there winning the game. But like, um, I think if the Bengals can just draft really well, I think they have a shot at getting back, but I really hope they do, but it just makes me nervous. Cause you know, I listened to Dan Patrick and he was like, the poll was like, when do you think the Bengals will make it back next year? 1 to 5 6 to 10 years or never. I mean, that's crazy it's, to think about. They just won the AFC.
2: Sorry. It's it's just so tough because you know those teams that are always so young and they and they kind of overachieve. They they get successful before people expect it and people are always like, "Oh yeah, they'll be back." And then they aren't back. You know, right. like I think I think the one that I that I that I always come back to with that is the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. You Ooh. know, they were young that was when they were a young team. They got to the finals before anyone expected. Didn't, you know, they ran into a heat team that really wanted revenge for how, how they got beat by Dallas the year before, but then immediately they, they trade uh, James Harden and then Westbrook and Kevin Durant don't ever get back to the finals. So, I mean, obviously it's, you know, different circumstances and things like that, but there's been other examples. I can't really think of specifics, but there's been other examples of, of young teams like that who get, who get, a little bit more successful than they expected a little too early. And then they, and then people think, Oh yeah, they're young. They have so much time in front of them. They'll be right back and then they just don't
0: come back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be one of those things where it's like, they maybe get one more chance. I would love to see the, this Bengals team back. in it. I mean, absolutely. They just have to build on their offensive line. That's it. Yeah. Cause that D line They sacked Stafford, I think, two or three times. Um, They stopped the run game, which, again, I didn't think would happen. Their defense was really good in this postseason. Like, I think that was overshadowed. Absolutely. Like, Joe Burrow only threw five touchdowns throughout the entire playoff run, which you you, you don't think about because all you do is think about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And, I mean, I thought the spotlight would be a little too big for Jamar Chase, but that one-handed grab he made, whew, I'm sitting there like, boy, this could be a tight game. Especially since he did it against Ramsey.
2: I really think he's next in line in those terms yep. of like all time great receivers. I think you can just see it already. He's yeah. completely built for it. Like you said, what'd you say? Jerry Rice? Rice, Moss, Owens, Alvin, Calvin Johnson, Julio, and
0: then Jamar. Jamar. Chase. I can I can agree with that big time. Like the, he, he he's gonna be fucking incredible. I'm just I thought, and uh, I mean, man, that game was just nuts. But, like, it's it's sunk in, and, you know, like, I bought my merchandise, like, as soon as the game ended. But, like, it it's just crazy that, you know, the Rams did everything. They, they went all in. They said, fuck those draft picks. And they got Stafford. They got OBJ. They got Von Miller. They got Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. He was a big part of it. Um, and You know, it's just crazy that it paid off because I know there's a lot of NFL GMs who are like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. This worked. Um, And what my last prediction before we leave, we got about three minutes left. My last prediction heading in the NFL offseason, there's going to be a team that will try this just like the Rams did. I believe it's going to be the Eagles um, or the Titans. I'm gonna say one of those two teams. Sorry, Carter. I know you're a Ryan Tannehill guy. I have a feeling they're gonna to try to swing for the fences and get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Be pretty good. That—that's my bold prediction. Is that one of those two guys is gone? I don't I know see you, it. Yeah. Um. We guys, think anything it's else? Or are we good to wrap up, or what? Do you, what do you have, Carter?
2: Oh, I just think if Rodgers gets moved, I think I think Denver is probably the spot.
1: Oh, yeah, he's pushing corner. for a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Rogers, Rogers will be late to training camp because he's just going to be trying to figure out what's underneath the Denver airport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, R.I.P. to Aaron Rogers and Shailene Woodley. Um, You know, true love. We don't know if it exists anymore. You know, you root for those two and, you know, just so, just some pretty normal, well adjusted people and just a shame it didn't work out. Um, yeah, between
1: um, between Julia Fox and Yay, and uh, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, I I think it's time to declare that love is actually dead. <laughs> love is dead. Love uh, is dead. There was no bringing it back. Um, Lucas, you and Cassie are just roommates now. There's no <laughs> love I, isn't love. It's just
0: I, she watched the entire fucking game with me. And I had explained some things. there are like when Donald got the fourth down, I knew it was over and I'm screaming, I'm celebrating. And she's like, well, there's still time left. I'm like, doesn't matter. Game's over. They're not going to call time out. This shit's done. Um, like little things like that. And I explained to her like penalties and all that. But like she ordered the merchandise as soon as it was over. Like she's like, what do you want? And she what, asked, a, good, what a
1: good roommate. What I know, a great, great roommate.
0: roommate. What a good friend. Great friend, great family. Um, my, my partner. Uh, uh I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Um, we got anything else? Nope. Nope, I'm good. All right. <laughs> Fellas, go green,
2: go white. And go white. I did not duck Justin at I am West.
0: <laughs> Let, let's beat Illinois and uh, we'll we'll record Justin versus Carter when the time comes. Oh, it'll be a slaughter. <laughs>